Here we go. Welcome to Weird World Podcast. We are pause for effect. <laughs> <laughs> going to talk about something weird, which is uh, top secret Ooh. from Dean. Top secret. Ooh. Yeah. I just, didn't, I just refused to tell her what the subject was about yeah. earlier, and she's kind of pissy. <laughs> Not really. It's a fucking mystery, I fucking guess. <laughs> Whoa. Dean. Damn. I guess there's the we explicit rating immediately. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, wait, my name's Carrie. The cusser uh, is? I'm Aaron. I'm Dean. I'm Jack. <laughs> Go for it, Dean. Okay. <laughs> As you know, there's, you know, kind of a menagerie of monsters that we are are familiar with. Isn't there, you know, like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot. Yeah. I've um, seen Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Frankenstein. Mo- uh, yes. Godzilla. Werewolves, vampires, zombies, Invisible whatever. Man. The Chupa. Chupacabra is a good one. Yeah, that people are generally familiar with. Is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like what other Kappa. Chupa? Yeah. That's, not, that's actually not that familiar to most people. <laughs> but there are lesser known creatures out there that, you know, defy our expectations of what seems like a normal in quotes, monster. I like them. This is a story about one of those monsters. <gasps> this is a story about one of those monsters <laughs> that science wasn't too sure about. <laughs> no. What is that? Oh, what is that? You it's know. Rap. Uh, first up, Prince of Bel Air. Was he rapping? That was a rap? <laughs> it was supposed to be the First Prince of Bel Air. That was the. F- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I get it. It didn't work. No. I thought it was supposed things. to be like one of the old well, Wide World of Disney. That's what I was thinking. Nature too. videos, yeah. Around about this time, that old cougar got a hold That's of that raccoon and tore it to shreds. <laughs> uh, okay, they actually didn't do that in Disney. That would have been awesome. So this creature is a, uh, terrorized a small town at the turn of the 20th century in Iowa. Hey, that was mm. good. Turn of the 20th century. It's very difficult for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus wow, worst Christ. compliment ever <laughs> for a simpleton like you. That was good. That's good You're for more you. On. Good talk, nice. Yeah. Which, you talk you good. Know. So it's still remembered, by the way, to this day, and they actually celebrate it, but we've never heard of it. So this is the story of the Van Meter oh. Visitor. Is Van Meter the city? Yes. Where? Iowa. Iowa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Van <laughs> Meter, get, Iowa. Was he just campaigning it's a city how close is how close is it to des moines it's about 20 miles west of des moines thank you okay i have no idea even where des moines i actually looked in the early 20th century it looked it looked almost like a wild west town it had the wooden storefronts two store you know brick stores wooden two-story things like a broad dirt road saloon doors kitchen posts (gasps) along the storefronts there horse-drawn wagons still Today, Van Meter has a population of 1,133 people. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, it's a boom town now. It is home to the Bob Feller Museum. Wow. That's Van Meter's biggest celebrity. Do you know who that is? Nope. A smart feller. He was a very... (laughs) He's doing dad puns. He was a very famous baseball player. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. Really? Considered the first guy to ever throw 100 miles an hour. He he was very famous, actually. Ain't never heard of him. Well, whatever. Who did he play for? What era? Cardinals, like in the oh. 30s, maybe? Oh, Was so the Cardinals in Iowa? 40s, something like that. What no? no, just kidding. The San Luis Cardinals. It lies along the southern bank of the Raccoon River. Ooh. <gasps> That's a great river. It is a very good river. It's about 20 miles, as I said, west of, the, of Des Moines. The old Des Moines. shops and, and the banks and stuff like that, that used to be along Main Street, they're all gone, at least according to Google Maps, because it's just a bunch of homes now. Uh-oh. What? Yeah, That's weird. That weird. It is weird. Well, there seems so to be see- almost no commercial buildings. I, I, I found a Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. I found a veterinarian something. I, but, but the whole Main Street now is just these neatly spaced little homes. Not all. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the old pictures. There was a bunch of banks and hardware stores and stuff well, like that. They must have moved their business district elsewhere. Or they don't have one. What? Are are they close they, to another city? Twenty they must. miles west of Des Moines. Well, that's that's not close. No, it's not. If I had to drive little, twenty miles to go to the grocery store, or something. Hence, why I'm sure they're. Thousand people. I'm sure they have grocery less than twenty miles away. Okay. It's not there. Okay. They have their cute little grocer, you yeah. know, on not the anymore. corner. Nope, I'm none. It's gone. Well, they got to have something somewhere. Really, not in town. We, we're what? talking too long about this. <laughs> okay, it is September 29th, 1903. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> Tool salesman Eugene Griffith. Ooh. He's heading home from his rounds. 
late, as you know. Sources say, the sources I read said he was driving. I don't know if that meant he was driving a car, an early car, or an, uh, a horse drawn carriage of some yeah. sort. How much did they cost back then? I don't know. They, it was pre Model T, I think. Mm. But yeah. I, just, I don't know. I'm going to assume it's an old timey car, just as that's kind of cool. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> it is just after midnight. He nears his home, but before he gets home, he notices a bright light on the roof of the Mather and Greg building. Not sure what it did. Is this called the Mather and Greg building? That's kind of weird because there's never been a light on top of that building before. He drives toward the light, thinking maybe it's some, quote, hooligans mm-hmm. out clowning, doing something bad, right? Yeah. yonks. Yep. And finish. <laughs> Just as he nears the light, though, it suddenly rises and either leaps or flies completely across Main Street, landing on another building roof opposite. <gasps> that is no hooligan, I'll have you know, he thinks to himself, I'm assuming. So while Griffith wonders, okay, what was that, and what am I going to do about it, the light suddenly leaps again, this time away from him, and soon has flown or leapt completely out of sight. Oh, my goodness. So he's a little baffled here. That was fast. It was bright. It was jumping roofs and, and flying away. And it's just away. light. Yeah. yeah. That's all he can see. It's uh, dark. It's that night. Way. It's and midnight. And in 1903, what else? I mean. They had electric light in this town, as we'll find out soon, but. Not to the level was, that we uh, have. Yeah. No, not, and it was very dark. So. They had stars. They had stars. Yeah. They had moons yeah. back then, too. Or just the one moon, actually. Did they have lightning bugs there in Van Meter? Lightning bugs. bugs. Curious, Iowa, so we don't you. say lightning bugs. But <laughs> well, she's Carrie, so she says <laughs> lightning so. bugs. Hey, there are people in California who talk with lightning accents Do they? and say y'all. Including Dude, yeah. people in this family. Oh, Which shit. I was about to say fucking <laughs> at me. Y'all though. don't do that. It's a useful catch-all. Uh, it catch is. Y'all. We need a plural you, as we've discussed previously. Well, sorry about it. We I don't have it. one. French do. Yeah. Baffled yeah. by what he had witnessed, the next day Griffith tells his neighbors what he saw. It's kind of ballsy, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess not. It, yeah. Again, at this first he thinks, I just saw a light up there and it started flying around. What the hell? You guys seen that? Nope. So depending on the sources... He's either ridiculed by his fellow townsfolk or they all generally believe him because he's a very mm. respectable character. I'm yeah. not sure which is true. Very consistent. Yeah. They tended to believe the other story. We'll see there's more stories, obviously, but they tended to believe them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with they believed him. Okay. Okay, so I've gone with a car over a horse-drawn buggy. Oh, guess. <laughs> that sounds like a play. A car over a horse-drawn buggy. <laughs> Cat on no, a hot tin roof. Tennessee <laughs> Williams, no. So there is a newspaper report, by the way, of his sighting, but it didn't create much of a stir at all. People seem to sort of shrug it off. Really? Yeah. Well, it's just they a just light think jumping crazy? on the roofs. They don't know. It's yeah. just a light yeah. jumping on the roofs. <laughs> on the roofs. No <laughs> harm, no foul. Right? Guess we'll never know what that thing was last night. Oh, well. But they will. Dun, dun, dun. Early. The next morning, September 30th. Oh, it's the morning. So these are all mornings, by the way. So I'm going to give you dates, but they're, you know what I mean? This is the 30th, (laughs) past midnight. A man named Dr. Alcott, no first names ever given in any source I read. I don't know why. Huh. No no names and addresses like they used to do? Oh, God, yeah. That's amazing how they used to do that all the time. John Maple of Of 13 Main Street, (laughs) uh, if if you knock really loud because he sleeps heavily, but... Yeah, that's that's horrifically stupid. Uh-huh. Remember that we did that one story where someone got killed because of that. Oh, well, somebody got murdered because they gave his address they, in, the, yeah. in the newspaper. So Doctor Alcott is sleeping in a room behind his office, behind his doctor's office. Right, he's sound asleep, but he awakens abruptly when a piercingly bright light shines through his window and blinds him. That's what neighbors with floodlights feels like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Apparently not thinking, oh, it's maybe a patient. Come to see if I'm awake. Dr. Alcott grabs his gun and rushes outside. Hey. Better say Maybe he is saying lightning bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot lightning bugs? It's lightning bug hunting season. I don't think so. No? No one? Probably not. So there in the street, Alcott is confronted by something he can hardly process. Hmm. 
It is some sort of massive half bat, half human thing. <gasps> it has great leathery wings rising yeah. up from his back. Sounds like a Mothman. Mm. Well, it does indeed. Mm. The, although Mothman's wings weren't so described typically leathery. as leathery. Or a bat. Yeah. And does it have a head? It, it does indeed. The light that shines that blinded him through the window. He's even more stunned when he sees that the light radiates from a single, quote, blunt horn what? in the center of the creature's forehead. It's oh. a unicorn man bat. So, exactly. Yeah. It's a unicorn man bat, but the horn shines a piercingly bright light. It's like a flashlight, like directed, or is it just it's, like emanating? No, it seems to be pretty. It, everything says it, it was so lights. bright and it blinded them, and, and you will see later it used to sort of dart around as if searching oh. for things. So it seems yeah. fairly so like searchlight ish. Yeah. Ugh. It does. Fairly That's concentrated. Does Dr. Yeah. Alcott drink? Do he yeah. himself? Does he what? <laughs> what now? What is it? What, what'd you say to himself? Does he use his own gas on himself? Does wow, he? I mean, who does wow. himself? That's, that's what a, they did in those days. That's a long way to say. Does he get high? Carry twenty nineteen. I don't. <laughs> think so. Does Doctor Alcott use his own gas on himself? <laughs> this is the weird way to say it, Carrie. Is all we're saying. But as far as I know, no, he was sober. He was sleeping. Because mm. right? he took some gas. <laughs> You're smearing <laughs> Doctor Alcott. Shit outside. Libel and slander. Usually, when people hey. are on shit, they don't report it. When they see things, that's true. Like, Carrie. Oh, y- that's you'd true. be surprised. Yeah, they might. We well, usually yeah, that's no, if they're super still high. on it. Yeah, then they'll call the police and be like, "Bro, yeah, he did, he like, did we re- ate a lot of brownies." Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm dead. <laughs> I saw a half man bat unicorn, and I, I was indeed I'm high dead. before you asked that next question, which no, I heard. I don't think he was high. He was spooked though. He was scared <laughs> shitless. Well, well, he was either scared or he's a little bitch. Because Dr. Well, Alcott immediately fires. Fires not one, uh, not two, but five shots five. into the thing. Bam, 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 bam. He had a, a six shooter. Oh, okay. So it's a handgun, a six shoot hand, handgun. <laughs> he fired. He, one left for him. He pops off. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. That was dark, by the way. Yeah, I know. He it's pops nighttime. off five things into this man bat unicorn creature. None of the shots appear to have any effect whatsoever. No. Nothing. That just means he missed. Five times? Yes. And it's mm-hmm. right in front of him. Yes. Doctor. He's blinded by the light. Blinded, <sighs> maybe, maybe. blinded by the light. Do you know what? We'll do a musical light. cue. We would, Is that a song? Yeah. Blinded by the light. That's a classic song. Wrapped up Wrapped like, like a douche. Another foreign in the light. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one knows what he says next. No Wrapped up like, like a douche. <laughs> no one knows what he says. Yes. He doesn't say anything. He changes it every time he's saying it. I couldn't find the melody. Oh, yeah, turtle in the night. <laughs> Realizing he has only one shot left in his six shooter, though, Doctor Alcott retreats to his office and locks the doors. <laughs> Says prayer. That's what I'd do. Know. I'd probably do that too. And he, left his wife and kids to fend for themselves. You know, no, well, there's no mention. <laughs> there's no mention of anything about wife or kids here. Maybe he's sleeping at his office because he had a late night. I don't know. Maybe his or, special friend snuck out back. <laughs> Maybe so. Back to the brothel. He probably cowered behind his desk for a while, I'm thinking, but eventually he went back to his window, looked out to see the Batman. The man, bat. Nothing Unicorn. whatsoever. Oh. Yeah. The creature was gone. Yeah, you fucking shot at it four or five times. Five times, bitch. yeah. No sheet. But it didn't hurt him at all. Yeah. As before, when Dr. Alcott the next day tells everyone about his encounter, hmm. they believe him. Oh my God! These are the most gullible yet uninquisitive He's people ever. The town doctor. He's very respected. Yes, I know. Did not did his own guess. Do his own guess. <laughs> <laughs> he nope. guessed himself. Guessed himself. Here's the weird thing that I thought of is that why did it take till the next morning? He fired five shots at one o'clock in the morning. No <laughs> one came out to investigate what the hell you was know, going on. It's what's, a, it's what's a thousand person town. They probably got people shooting animals on their property all the time. <laughs> Five of them. But also, if his, if his office was in town, town. It was you absolutely know. in town, yes. Oh. Well, it was on Main Street. I, okay, but in those days, those were all businesses, right? Mostly, So yeah. they were but probably, all of the buildings around him no, were unoccupied. everybody lived, you'll, you'll see later, everybody lived above their shop, oh, behind okay. their shop, or, and I'm sure there was residential right behind it, behind the alley. Oh, so now okay. there's plenty of people would have heard that shot. And then bitches loud, they reverberate. Yeah. So regardless, though, he is this well-regarded town doctor. So they think he'll never, he would never make up such a story. And um, undoubtedly, many of the folks there 
matched it with Griffith's story of hmm. the light that was jumping across buildings the previous night. So they're wondering now, okay, well, what exactly had come to Little Van Meter? It's a pattern. I think it's just like a, a, a little monster... He's just passing through. He's just trying to get a through. Little monster? We'll see about that. No well, little in the big. A little in the big in the grand, There's a little, a little in the big <laughs> In the grand <laughs> scheme. <laughs> it was a little yeah. bit big. It was smooth, but, but Smaller than Godzilla. Yes, smaller than Godzilla. It's bigger smaller than, than a blue whale, are. okay? Maybe smaller down. than a whale, but larger than a monkey. Maybe now, however, they were getting a little unnerved, and soon they would be collectively shitting their pants. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. That's my artistic license. I don't know that anyone ever shit their pants here, but I suspect uh, well, they did. Well, you know, the shot, the gun guy probably did. Yeah, he did. It did not take long. It is again the early morning, Thursday, October 1st. Bank manager Clarence hmm. Dunn, he's known as Peter to his friends. That's. I don't know why. He just chose a new name. <laughs> yeah, well, Aaron, you can call me Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but he was known as Peter, so we'll call him Peter. Again, he is this kind of respected pillar of the town, and because he's the bank manager, he was also very diligent because he believed that maybe it was some hooligans, some burglars <laughs> that are running around with lights on their heads and jumping across roofs and stuff like so that, right? They have lots yachts. of hooligans there in Van Meter. Apparently, because yeah. people expected that or the suspected that. What else can that. you do in such a small town? <laughs> Hooliganry <laughs> and hanyakery. Yes, that's true. So he decide, decides he is going to stand vigil inside his bank that night. <laughs> He goes home, gets his trusty shotgun. That's oh, my a- God. You think it's teenagers causing yeah. trouble, so, so you get your shoot shotgun. <laughs> they deserve <Let's-> to die. <laughs> <laughs> There's some grand Torino well, shit where they mong. Are, are, but if they're going into a bank to rob it, they might be some serious adult bank robbers. Who knows, right? Oh, uh, that's true. If you're a bank person. You're a yeah. bank. You have a gun if you think someone's well, coming yeah, to rob you. Well, yeah, but if you think it's so, teenagers, uh, you don't get it. He doesn't yeah. know that. That was the first guy he said that. He just oh, thinks it's, right. he, he thinks it might be burglars. Okay. Right? Burglars. So he um, loads it up with buckshot. He gra- <laughs> so he grabs his gun. He grabs his buckshot. I'm going to assume he grabbed some, let's say, Uncrustables to snack on. No. Sleeping bag. This is maybe so. It's going to be a long night, right? Nature un- Valley. Un- anything <laughs> sunflower seeds. Maybe sunflower. A pack of, he grabs a pack of sunflower seeds. And he settles down in the dark in the bank. To surprise those goddamn hooligans slash bank robbers who are terrorizing his town. Well, I say good for him. He's doing. He's doing vigilante justice. Yeah. On this one night, the town clock strikes one in the morning. That's when it strikes. Oh, I thought like <laughs> I thought there was like a ring ding ding at one a.m. I was like, that's a really random time for the clock bell hey, to ring. Hey, I don't know what a ring ding ding is. <laughs> you know what I'd be. It struck every hour. Every hour, but then that one is like ding ding ding. I know, but whenever I hear the term "the clock struck," oh, that's what you think. You think what Aaron said? So clocks just go bang, but at one period during the twenty-four hour period, they all ding 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 ding. No, what does the clock say? I might kill you. Okay, so minutes later, I hope we've uploaded that before we upload that song. That'll be very weird. If we haven't uploaded that song, wait for it. So minutes later, don't worry, they already know about the song. (laughs) Not everyone. I didn't. Not if they're over 50, they don't. Yeah, goddammit. Minutes later, Dunn, Peter slash Clarence Dunn, hears a strange grating or, or gasping sound. Ew. Just outside the bank window that looks onto the street. Okay, I would just start screaming if I heard <laughs> well, like gasping and like respiration yeah, that I have it, no explanation for. Yeah, get me the fuck out. That is a weird sound, huh? Call it's, the police with no context. What? Calling the police. Uh, no one want to hear breathing. Did they have telephones? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, very few yes. people would have had them, but yeah. You but the bank, bank probably yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. I would have had a telephone. Yeah, sure. Alexander. Do you know? I just read this total aside here. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, what's the goddamn telegram company? Alex. Oh, the Western Union. Western Union. She got it. What year did Western Union send its last telegram? Oh, I'm gonna say 19. No, 2001. Uh, 2010. Bitch. I'm just kidding. 1940. No. 2006. Oh. I did. Who the fuck is sending telegrams in 2006? 
That's oh, weird. now I have to move on to electronic mail. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably no, a no, person who talked like that. No, they that. changed the snail mail at that point. Oh, yeah, that's true. yeah, that's true. They're like, wow, I must update. Let me get some stamps. <laughs> to the Pony why? Express. Why are they sounding like that exactly? I don't know. In the <laughs> late a 90s, a place that I worked had, you know, like those, not ticker tape things, but what are they called? Teletypes? Yes, teletypes. Yeah. Where, you know, it be, would be come in on a strip of paper. Yeah. Or no, it was like a big piece of paper, but it was, and, but it was like, because <laughs> it wasn't a ticker tape, but it was like a machine and, and it would just, you'd hear it start going, and then somebody would go over and rip off the paper. I don't know what the heck was coming in that on that was, thing. That was, by the way, a perfect audio <laughs> recognition. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mom. She's a Foley artist. She moonlights as a Foley artist. But I guess finance market kind of crap. I'm still amazed that people have faxes. That's but crazy. Japan. Yes. It's very big That's in Japan. So weird. So anyway, he, <laughs> so, so he heard this grating, grasping sound. Go ahead, Carrie, go ahead and do that. No, please don't. Like that? That's the scene that was like. Now, you know what? Haunted door. Sounds like y'all when you snore. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. So the bank, uh, so he looks out the, um, he hears it out the window. It sounds to him as if someone maybe is choking or even possibly being strangled. Oh. Oh, God. See, that's... Ugh. Well, maybe I hate it when I wake up. No, so, I know, but like... Ugh. But before he can go outside to investigate, that now familiar glaring light flashes through the window. What? It staggers him backward, blinded by it. So it just comes wow. in, hits him right in the face. He's blinded by this. And, and everybody describes it as just this really incredibly bright, bright light. Huh. So the light then starts to sort of dart around the room as if, as if it's searching for something. Could it be searching for him? He's probably thinking. I don't know. So he uses this moment where the lights interact, and he can see outside through the window to better look at the source of the light. Outside, Dunn sees a shadowy figure in the dark. The worst kind of thing in the dark. Yeah. It must have scared him because he immediately jerks up his shotgun and fires through the window. Spraying glass and buckshot into the street. So he shoots, just shoots right through the window at this thing outside. All right. What? Okay, okay. Oh, my God. People shot first and yeah. did not ask questions later. Oh, I know. Time. He'd be a great cop. <laughs> in okay. Dallas-Fort Worth area. Oh, my God. In shit. fucking everywhere. What do you mean? Dallas is having problems right now. Dunn peers through the shattered window and sees... Nothing. The, the bat human corn. Oh. I have a theory. The creature has again disappeared. We'll have a theory section later where <laughs> God intended it to be carried at the end. <laughs> you are not God. Done. I just want everybody to know I'm already thinking of things. Okay. <laughs> I want everyone to know I'm fucking smart. <laughs> I'm the smartest person at this table at least. And know. I am already thinking of things, all right? <laughs> Different things, not this story at all, but still I'm thinking of things. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Okay. Dunn waits for light before he goes outside. So again, okay. these people are, are they're, you know, they shoot immediately and then they wait around for a while. They're quite cautious. How well, can they don't know have that lighting, the danger light? Yeah, and they don't have flashlights as bright as this guy's light. No, and it could be, day, as Jack said, so. the danger light. Yeah, he's the danger <laughs> light. It's a, a common noun. Uh, he, so he waits outside. You know and again, I mean. again, though, apparently no one comes out to look and the whole firing off guns <laughs> in the street thing. He just waits till, till it's sun I'm up. saying Time. they all just went out back and shot their dogs all That's damn night. still really weird to me. Minding their own business. I guess. At dawn, Dunn inspects the grounds outside the bank, right? He does, he doesn't, he finds, you know, shattered glass and stuff like that. He doesn't find any blood or any indication that he did injure the, the creature, but he was yep. point blank. But he does find these huge three-toed footprints in the ground. Oh. Ooh. I was going to say, does he find footsies? And he does. He does. He Then he kind of goes all cryptozoologist because Uh-oh. he makes a plaster <laughs> cast of yes. footprints. Wow. So, I mean, that would be some critical evidence, right? That maybe researchers mm-hmm. today can go to the museum or wherever it's kept hmm. and see if, no, sorry. That's it, right. Of course, the cast disappeared apparently almost immediately and has never been seen does hmm. not exist someone right tied him to their feet to commit suicide. that's understandable i suppose i mean nobody's you thinking think we better save these for posterity i would well because you're you in the now <laughs> he thought <laughs> to, to, in the now hmm, he thought massive to, plaster cast of strange looking footprints i better toss these yeah. seriously well i'll, I'll use a wait i'll use a wait for a while then i'll toss them of course what if they them. think it's a hoax 
What if it's somebody who's like, these look like fakie hoaxes. So well, I'm good. We'll so see how this right ends, into the band. and you'll agree he would have kept them. Well, okay. I think you're right. Maybe, Maybe someone he, else got rid of him. Maybe. He never made him in the first place. Ooh. Uh, that's a possibility, too. But yeah. they do exist in every telling and retelling of the story to this day. Everybody talks about, when you tell them the story, he made this done Right, we're talking about done here. Yeah, yeah done. we yeah. made these plaster casts of hmm. three-toed footprints, but the three the plaster cast does not exist right now. Regardless, though, he was absolutely positive that he had hit that creature with buckshot. And again, there's no sign of blood, no sign of a, anything that indicates the monster was injured. Now, later that same night, October third, O V Y, so we're before midnight. <laughs> he's asleep in <laughs> his bedroom. Striking. He's asleep in his bedroom above the Fisher and White hardware store that he co-owns. Your dream. Your <laughs> Not that I don't want to have to run this the store. I just to, oh, I to. do. I'll run the hardware store. Okay, you run the hardware store. Soap <laughs> yeah. store. A soap store. <laughs> now that's we'll have a soap dream. section. Yes. Okay. Don't, don't overdo it. This is, again, this is on Main Street, of course. So, so you see, that this is, you know, he's right nearby. He's awakened by a strange wailing sound. Something like scraping or grinding metal. Here we oh, go. Oh, God. What? Go. I don't make a metal sound. <laughs> Is it wailing <laughs> and scraping you know, metal? That, I've heard kind of a, think of a scraping, grinding, thing. metallic wailing. <laughs> I don't make a metal noise. <laughs> I don't make metal noise. You know that. How dare you? No, metal noise. <laughs> After all of the strange reports from the previous nights, though, he is ready. He grabs a gun and goes to look out the window. Yeah. And there it is. Not 15 feet away, according to White, perched on a telephone pole Whoa, is he, uh, the monster. He's on the second floor. So he looks yeah. up. Oh, he's so above he's his thing. So he's looking same. straight out. And he sees right in front of him, in the telephone pole that's in front of his store, <laughs> he sees this monster on top, on climbing that pole or at the top of the pole. Fuck. Yeah. Could you imagine looking out and just seeing someone scaling a pole? <laughs> a monster 15 feet away on a telephone pole. That With a light Christ. horn. So when I say they shit themselves, I'm and pretty wings. sure they might have. Okay. And wings, man. I have to change my pants. Well, it hasn't hurt anybody. <laughs> as we know. Not. It even this been is very scary as fuck. Like Peter Dunn, though, White shoots first and he shouts questions later because immediately, <laughs> maybe, and maybe he opened his window first. I don't know. But he mm-hmm. fired right toward it, and he was, again, certain that the shot hit home. But instead of felling the beast, the shot just seems to get its attention. See, it that's just, why you don't shoot at things. It slowly turns his head toward him and shines that bright-ass yeah. light from his horn right into his nah. face. If the beast don't notice you yet, mm-hmm. don't shoot at it. Yeah. 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 Down. Stealth first. Especially when the people said, I shot it five Dip times. Shits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't affect it. Yeah, true. Dude. Yeah, I'm so. special. I got better gun. <laughs> and so he probably felt, oh, shit, I'm in trouble now. This I yeah. just shot at. Now it knows I'm here. <laughs> Ruh, but Ruh. then, weirdly, the beast displays another superpower, for lack of a better term. Stink. Oh. Juggled. <laughs> right there on the pool. Right on the unicycle. Very impressive. Beast. Okay, honestly, if it did that, I would be like, then, you can come yeah. in. Tell me mm-hmm. how to do that. So, no, okay. So he shoots it, it turns around, blinds it with the light, and then suddenly he he just is assaulted by this stupefying stench. He said it was so horrific, he passed it out. Pa- passed it out. <laughs> <laughs> passed it out to everybody who he came up. He put it in these cute little bags and he said, here you go. He passes out. <laughs> in fact, it, it made him so loopy that he claims to remember little of the rest of the night. Goodness. So it had a major effect on him from just it a smell. It gassed him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It did gas him. Maybe it was Dr. Alcott mm. with his oh, gas shit. that Carrie has been libeling <laughs> Well, that's your theory. Wait for your own theory section. Luckily, though, Sidney Gregg is asleep in the corner market that he owns across the street from White's hardware store. He also lives above his market. Okay. When the shot wakes him up, he, unlike every single other citizen of Van Meter, goes down to see what the ruckus is about. Nice. Fucking finally, Finally, Sydney. Sydney does it. Oh, Sydney. Sydney Gregg. (laughs) So as he opens the door onto Main Street, though, Gregg freezes at what he sees. Yeah. Some huge shadowy creature is descending 
from the telephone pole, but it's climbing Uh-oh. down like a parrot. It apparently has a, a giant beak, and it's stabbing the pole repeatedly to climb down. You know how birds yeah. climb poles? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've It's seen climbing it. down a pole. Just he's, He described it as like a parrot. Doesn't, uh, does it have a, arms? It had a beak, and it, it had wings. It has the leathery wings like a yeah. bat. I, so oh, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. you can't really use those. Everybody who's seen it is seeing it very fleetingly Briefly, yeah. and terrified by it. So Is this going to be a barn owl? <laughs> <laughs> what it, about them feet? Three toes, like a yeah, parrot. It did have three-toed feet, but it, I mean, I'm sure it had his feet on, you know, yeah, on the pole. Grasping. But it's, it's using the beak. Yeah, that's it's fucking now freaky, a beak man. That no one else has yeah. described yet, by the yeah. way. Yeah, to to climb down the pole. That's not a bat. It's not a bat. It's a man <laughs> bat unicorn not. parrot. Yeah, and now yeah, it's a it's Flash a chimera in a way. With a, with a light, with, with a, a horny light, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so when the monster makes the ground, though, it stands up at its full height, and he says, quote, it was at Uh-oh. least eight feet high. They're always Greg eight says. feet yeah. high. What was that one? Bigfoot. The Secret Saturdays, remember them yes. bitches? eight foot. They had Bigfoot. a creature that is, I'm being reminded of. He was a friend, of. okay. The, quote, light from his forehead was as bright as an electric light. Ooh. Which was a big deal then. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't as bright as we think. It's crazy bright in 1903. Exactly. But yeah. if it was enough to but it blind them. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Well, I think, of a, I think of a flashlight today shown in your eyes, it would blind That's you. true. I guess. So yeah. Not permanently, just temporarily. Yeah. So again, though, I, I did one of the things I was reading, though, someone, you know, I, I read the same story they did, and their comment hmm. was, hmm, you said it blinded them. I wonder if it was permanent. Okay. Uh, all of them Literally. then shoot it later. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Well, they all missed, so. Still. Mm. Good Lord. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah, half the town be blinded. <laughs> right? That's, that's what happened. Again, as with Dunn, though, the creature seems to sort of scout the scene. Its light starts to flit about and whipping around there around Greg, right? So he sees that it, it kind of then puts its wings out and makes these giant leaping strides that White said were like those of a kangaroo. What? In fact, Greg notices its legs are quite kangaroo-like. So now oh, hey, we have giant bat, man, <laughs> parrot, kangaroo, unicorn. No, the anatomy no, ain't fucking matching up here. How... Is it kangaroo-like legs? You know how they kind of bend weird. No, I know that. I, I, I know what a kangaroo leg looks like, bitch, but, <laughs> but I with, can't reconcile that with the way it was moving down the pole. With bird talons? And with, I could see that. With I the three toes? Sure, why not? No, that makes sense. There's wow. no reason it can't have kangaroo legs and a beak and move and climb down a pole like that. Yeah. No. But kangaroo I'm, I'm, I'm okay legs, I don't know. And it's sort of leaping slot is away leaping slash really kind of flying away yeah or, or at this point it's jumping away right and and, and remember that first way it jumped across the yeah. street yeah maybe it literally did jump yeah because all he sees is the light it's dark he just sees a light cross across the street from one roof so to the it other. could it also be flying it leapt it could be gliding it could have flown, but it could have leapt yeah glitting so it glitted okay <laughs> uh, so it starts it starts leaping away from him right at that moment a Please. mail train comes roaring into town huh. The beast seems surprised by the sound. Well, it's an animal. So here's the thing. White then says the creature was only 15 feet away from him. It doesn't jive with it leaping like a kangaroo just a, a moment ago, does yeah. it? it? Unless it was leaving towards him, I, I, and now it's coming in what, line with him. I, I feel like but, he would have said so. Yeah. But the, the descriptions just read that it, it started leaping. Yeah. And it gave me the impression it, it was leaping away from him. It turned around. So, I yeah. It heard that train and it said, bye. Well, it actually did. At the sound of the train, it, quote, crouched as if in a spring, hesitated, and then it, quote, ran on all four feet out of town. Hmm. Where's these four, other two feet coming from? I, I don't know. So... Yeah, there's a lot of weird descriptions. Yeah. Think about eyewitness descriptions are, are like this, though. Yeah, the they, yeah. they're the it's worst. Dark. Basically. It could have been crouching and jumping. Yeah. You know how kangaroos, when they start jumping mm-hmm. fast, they do crouch. They, yeah. they kind of get more level to get yeah. Yeah. And I guess bats do kind of use. Those bits yeah, on their. That's true. If they that's have true. pronounced yeah. claws on it, their they front, like knuckle. Yeah, exactly. And they, so they sometimes do kind of knuckle off. Yeah. So knuckle anyway, off. it ran it's on all cute. four feet mm-hmm. out of town. It was heading toward the abandoned coal mine. Yo, that's... Outside of town. That's just the movie. This is just the screenplay. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo. monster <laughs> flings its wings full out then, and it takes to the air, soaring into the night sky and disappearing in the distance. 
It is only then that Sidney Gregg remembers, hey, I brought a gun with me out here onto the street. <laughs> I didn't use it. He forgot to use his gun. So, wah, wah. Well, nobody would really care anyway. I wouldn't have heard it anyway, mm-hmm. apparently, we think. So that was a terrifying evening there for <laughs> Greg and uh, Don. For yeah. Cindy. I think so they did they discuss it with each other that night? I don't know. <laughs> you, missed, you guys can only see Carrie's sign language. Oh, y'all both got <laughs> she had, sign language. She had hey, two puppets talking. You should have seen. I'm gonna start filming you. Yeah, you should have <laughs> seen Dad's sign for um, living above a, a store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, people. People know exactly what you just did there, Carrie, with that sound. So, <laughs> as usual. Oh, oh, here Carrie go. That means he did this with his hand. As usual. Van Meter did not have long to wait for the return of its visitor. Two days later, in the early morning of October 3rd now, J.L. Pratt Jr., Hmm. he manages the tile and brick factory that is built just outside Van Meter's abandoned coal mine. So they stopped mining that thing. They built a brick factory right next to it. Just outside of town. You always need bricks. Hell yeah. Good business. Absolutely. It's a very good business. (laughs) That's funny. What? You do always need bricks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So what's funny? That. Okay. <laughs> but also, I would not want a business like on top of a mine. It's not like, on top of it. It's next to it, let's say. I scared though. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, bricks are heavy. They probably, probably, maybe it was stinky <laughs> and smoky. So they said, you know, put it outside town. You know, put it by the mine. Yeah, true. You're right. You're I'm right. I'm guessing that's true. I have no idea. Hmm. He too lives where he works. Apparently though. Because he's awakened at about one in the morning by a series of strange noises coming from the mine behind the factory. Uh, oh. What are they? More metal grinds? The noises, he said later, sounded like, quote, Satan and a regiment of imps were coming <laughs> forth <laughs> for a fuck? battle. Bitch, oh. can't we just go back to some metal and some gurgles? He's okay, also do a poet. Do that. Go. Satan I, and imps. Yeah, a regiment. Sorry. A regiment of imps. Coming forth for a battle. Go, th- go, go. I think J.L. Pratt's a Bible thumper. I think mm-hmm. he's just very colorful, Carrie. Or the person who wrote those words is very Yeah, colorful. he fancies himself a writer. R, R, the, the, the newspaper writer. I, I mean, I don't know how... They didn't always feel like they really needed to actually quote the people who were talking. <laughs> so, Which is hilarious. Are imps a Satan thing? They're like little demons. They might oh. as well be. I thought impish. I thought they were like cute That's little. That's why it's not okay to call them that. <laughs> if you're already talking about Satan and you're and yeah. now you're They're mentioning worse. imps. That context is worse. I didn't think imps were evil. They were. Maybe they've gotten a little bit nicer connotation. Yeah. Like, oh, that cutie. little imp. Oh, yeah. that little He's going to be a psychopathic serial killer someday. Some sources say that these noises had been heard by the factory workers for days now. From this mine, right? And they're, yeah, well, they probably like, what the fuck is that coming from the mine? I don't know. You can't get Satan. Anybody Satan and his imps. <laughs> Maybe. So Pratt goes to investigate. So think about that. He, he must have been aware of what had been happening in town. So here he is in the dead of night at this lonely factory yeah, walking toward an abandoned coal mine, hearing some crazy ass noises. His massive balls dragging behind him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, like a yes. tanuki. Yes. He approaches one of the mine entrances. And some sources, by the way, say it's a mine shaft. So I'm not sure if it's a, you know, a yeah. big hole in the ground or some kind of a, I don't know, cavern. I'm not well, sure. Well, yeah. What are coal mines traditionally? I think it's well, more. Well, it depends I, on the I coal. I think this is more like a shaft, I think, drilled into the ground. Ha-ha. So suddenly, though, at the mine entrance, he is suddenly confronted by a winged monster that, yeah. eh, that same monster everyone has been going on about for these days now. <laughs> Only this time, there are two of See, them. The second smaller, it's a smaller creature. Otherwise, it's the same, but it's a lot smaller than the eight-foot-tall first creature. It's not, a little child. Uh, probably Baby. so. No one says exactly how big it is. They say it's clearly smaller than the first dude. A juvenile. Mm-hmm. Both of the creatures shine their bright lights from hmm. their heads. Luckily for Pratt, though, both of the creatures then immediately yeah. rise into the sky and fly away. I thought you were going to say he had sunglasses. <laughs> he was lucky. <laughs> he brought his Ray-Bans. But this is not before Pratt also notices that the lights are emitted from a, quote, 
horn-like protuberances. Mm. So he sees the horn too. So the, the descriptions are fairly consistent. Yeah, and that he sees the wings. He sees the horns. He sees the height. Well, it 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 is the weirdest thing. It horn is. lights, and that's that's mm-hmm. very odd. So he did notice those but as maybe they that's flew away. Why it's the most consistent factor? Maybe so. The rest the of them, they're noticeable. all interchangeable because they're less legs. memorable. Yeah, yeah, kangaroo legs, yeah. parrot beak. He tells the the, beak. he tells the town people, the townspeople, and they quickly realize that you know what, this might be a break here. It seems that the old mine is the monster's lair. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You, you're always thinking. I am. Yeah. <laughs> the mines form kind of a spider web of tunnels and caverns all under and around the town. So they maybe it's like, could they have been down there for years? Who knows, though? So quickly, a group of townsmen, they get their raincoats, they get their weapons, and they head out to the old mine. And they look behind them as they're heading out, and they see that it looks like every electric light in town has been <gasps> switched on. As if it's, they're mm. going to ward off the monster. So the whole town is scared now because like I said, they, they basically got a posse yeah. to go out to the mine. And Why heavily they just armed. wait for the daytime? Carrie? Then no one give it Well, what they want to do is ambush it as they come back. They think if that's their lair, we just saw them fly off. Oh, Maybe okay. they're going to hunt it or something like that, right? So we're going to be there ready, guns ablazing when they come back gotcha. to their lair. Because, so you set, know, you see something that you've never seen before, well, you, you just got to kill it. You got to kill it. They're probably like, this is our town. It, it hasn't scared several people. It hasn't okay. done anything bad. I bet you that one dude got cut by glass that he Light fired it. through the mm-hmm. glass window, I'm assuming. I'm on the monster side. Are you? You're pro-monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, me too. Okay. They're probably just normal animals just living. Barn owls. <laughs> <laughs> so they wait for the creatures with the, in their little ambush there, hoping that... You know, this time with their concentrated firepower, that should be enough to stop these things. The hours drag on. It's got this kind of constant cold drizzle. It's October now. Some even maybe trail off into the dark and maybe they, they go home. It's like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Finally, though, dawn breaks at 546. So they've been out there for hours. At first light, the creatures finally return. Mm. The big one leaves the small one, and they fly right toward the mine shaft. Presumably, they can see these people next to it with their huge you know, bat-like wings flapping. They, they, they know they're bulletproof, so they, they must. Because mm-hmm. the posse opens fire. Mm-hmm. The shots are heard all the way back in town. A newspaper report would say that, quote, the reception received would have sunk the Spanish fleet. It was like five years after the Spanish-American yeah. War, so that was like, you said Spanish fleet a lot then. Yeah. yeah. The creatures, though, squawk right back, and they make this unearthly noises, quote, as they are attacked. And then Squawk. they let go with that peculiar odor, quote unquote. Yeah, fire it all over. As if them. it's kind of like a biological weapon, huh? It yeah. yeah. Sounds like. Skunks do it, them stink yeah. bugs do it. So they've it's got lights, they've got big old bat wings, a lot of snakes got do it. Stinky stuff. They have Millipedes. Yeah. So apparently as usual though the shots do no harm whatsoever. And the and the creatures kinda arrogantly they, quote, slowly descended into the shaft of the old mine. It's like, yeah, keep firing ah. assholes. Doesn't hurt us, yeah. bitches. I like oh. it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The townspeople know exactly what to do now, though, right? What? They barricade the mine. Yeah, dynamite. The story goes that they barricaded the mine shaft. With what? Opening with barricade Wood. stuff. I have no idea. And then they do? A seance? Nothing. Because yeah. super annoyingly, that's basically where the story ends. Nothing. What? There's no records of what happened next, if, if the vigil was kept for days, if any noises were heard again. Huh. Uh, were the creatures locked away in the mine shaft and they were starved to death? Or did they escape through a different yeah. I was about to say, entrance, they probably just shaft? like dug their way out. They're like, you silly bitches. They're all tired of the trigger-happy Van Meter residents. It's yeah. like, we're getting yeah. out there, man. No one knows. The story literally just sort of ends like that. They, they barricaded the mine shaft that they saw it go down into and the end. That's very That's anticlimactic. It. That is. It is a little bit anticlimactic now, but I'm, I'm, I can't make this stuff up. Someone else did. So, ha. I'll give you a couple observations. One, uh, before we start, it is interesting that some of the depictions, we'll, we'll, do, we'll post a lot of the pictures, and they differ radically in many respects. Some show kind of a huge dragon-like creature, 
One one carrying off a horse, by the way. Uh. And it was never described as anywhere near that kind of size. Some show kind of more of a satanic-like figure with a vulture-like head and wings that sort of wrap around its body like a cloak with this weird-looking, I don't know, light or medallion in this chest. No. It's... Other depictions These seem... These people can't read. Well, some seem like gargoyles or demons. Maybe. Another one shows what looks like kind of like a man-like pteranodon with the, huh. you know, the, the uh, wings coming out from his arms and... and spiking behind it with a little horn that shoots out a little laser of light kind of a thing. Maybe. So there's, there's very, very different uh, depictions of this thing. By the way, by, we could also know what the witnesses, what some of the witnesses looked like, including Griffith, White, and Greg, because there's a picture from 1901. It was published in something called a centennial book, I guess, at the end of the... Sounds like something. Every century they, you did a book in your town? I don't know. But it's about the town. And this picture is captioned, quote, 1901 Bachelors of Van Meter. Oh, <laughs> my God. They're like, you, you fucking virgins. <laughs> Ladies, you take your pick of these white-collared, slick-haired white guys. Who all <laughs> saw freaky shit. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, we have to put that picture up, by the way. Here are the badges, ladies. Look at these. I mean, they have, you know, super high collars. They have the same terrible hair guys. Sean Hannity. So <sighs> we, we'll post it. Check out, by the way, the picture of C.A. England. He's on the right. I think it's the second row on the right in this picture. He, I swear to God, he looks like he sees the Van Meter monster right then and there. His eyes are popped up like he's in shocked horror. Maybe he like, has Graves' disease. <laughs> never seen a camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is this thing? Oh, yeah. my God, it's a soul stealer. He, well, maybe he did see the monster, didn't he report, did and then nope. when he saw the picture flash, he was uh, sent right back yes. to yeah. that yes. moment. I got like a PTSD. PTSD. Okay, I didn't think about that. I feel bad now. Sorry about you that. You should. I'll tell you a story. Before we get to theories, I'll tell you another story. It's called The Bat Beast <laughs> of Kent. What? Because it's kind of reminiscent of this. It was, I'll give this little aside here. It's a similar story. came from England about 60 years after the Van Meter visitor. And it occurred in Kent County on November 16, 1963 on Sandling Road near Maidstone. If you want to look it up on Google Maps as I did. Sandling Road. Two teenagers within a larger group of teenagers... <laughs> We're walking home from a party. So there's a, a large group of teens. The descriptions say that only two saw this thing we're going to talk about. Or maybe it's, it's, it's a little confusing. But one of them, somebody in there notices that up in the night there is a glowing orb. And it's sort of dropping silently down toward them. It descends into a nearby field where the boys, and I think this is where they, they name two people as witnesses here, right? So maybe those two then decide... Because they're drunken teenage boys, they're going to go into the woods and check out and see what the hell that light that just disappeared into the woods was, right? They're inside the woods, they come upon this creature that apparently having, we think, emerged from the orb, we guess. Although the orb is described as just a few meters in diameter. So, but this is a large creature. And it's not just your ordinary alien that looks like a gray with a probe in hand. Nah, it's a humanoid, but it sort of hobbles toward them and then it unfurls giant bat-like leathery wings on and on top of his torso you expect to see the unicorn light thingy yeah uh-uh. it's headless has no head whatsoever so it makes you think it's an owl because don't they sometimes look headless when they yeah, bob they their head down we'll put a picture of this and it, i the first thing i thought it was, was an owl yeah but the boys rushed to the local police and they told the constables and said, oh, my God, here's what happened, blah, blah, blah. The police don't believe a single word of it, of course, as they probably shouldn't. But throughout the rest of that night, there was a rash of calls coming in from the whole area reporting lights Same in the thing. sky. Wow. Huh. And some reporters, after all these light stories, lights in the sky stories come in, they think, you know, we're going to go back to those woods there where they saw that light come down into the ground and saw this weird bat headless creature and see what we can see. They do, and none of them see any kind of a creature, but they did claim to see strange kind of ethereal light all around them, not knowing where the source of the light was from. And they also spotted some odd tracks on the ground. Unfortunately... From what I read, there's no description of exactly what the hell those tracks looked like or what made them odd. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be three-toed, but nothing said that. Huh. So this UFO, about 10 years later, a UFO investigator named Chris Wolf, he looked in the story. He interviewed the two boys who had witnessed it. 
and others. And he came to the conclusion that it was a crow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> backlit by kind of the flashing light of an electric train passing by. Hmm. But I'm going to go with the owl. Yeah. Or an yeah, alien. Probably a big owl. Yeah. And those kids might have been doing some drugs at that party. They were at mm-hmm. least drunk. So that's the, but that's that's a little side. Like I say, that, again, that was called the Beast of. I'm sorry, it was called the Bat Beast of Kent. So now we go to our theories, our shots in the dark. First up, hoaxer. What do you think? And we're talking about, of course, the Van Meter visitor now. Hoaxer, someone running around with a, I don't know, a miner's lantern light on his head, jumping across roofs and shit like that. No. Aaron? It's just a barn owl. We'll get to barn owl. What do you think of hoaxer? No. No? If all those people saw it, that's why, yeah, I don't know. And the first time some asshole shoots at me, my hoax is done. Exactly. Yeah. And it fired. Got shot at. Yeah. So no. No, I don't think it was a hoaxer. I don't either. How about just a local urban legend? All yeah, yeah. Story. I always go to it. Didn't really ever even happen. Yeah, it may not. Yeah, but especially if it, it was that long ago. It's at least partly that I think, and details get exaggerated with each retelling. I get that, but it seems like there is some kernel of contemporaneous truth because there were multiple newspaper stories at the time from different witnesses from different incidents. So yeah, and and we have these newspaper stories huh. from the Des Moines Daily News or something like that. Did newspapers back in the day print hoaxes? But, but we'll get to that in a second too. So, I, so I my gut says it's not just a completely you know story that arose over the years and got attitude because it's nineteen oh three is not that long ago. And as I say, we have these multiple newspaper stories telling of these incidents. So that, I don't know. That to me says it's not that. How about an alien, hmm. a UFO? No. How about an ultra terrestrial? You ever heard of that? No, I hadn't either. Apparently, it's some kind of interdimensional oh, beam. We all know, you know, some, which is already kind of—I guess someone made up a new word for that. Yeah, but essentially, something that lives in like fringe-like the, the little in TV another show dimension lives in another dimension and it, somehow different got evolution here and went back or something like that. Yeah. So, in terms of alien or ultra terrestrial, uh, sure, why not? Yeah. You can't prove it or disprove it. <laughs> if no. you want to say it's that, it's that. Yeah. You knock yourself out. How about an actual physical monster or actual something? In terms Mothman, of, if you believe yeah, in Mothman. Mothman comes immediately to mind, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The high beam horn, though, is very odd. Yeah. I've never, I don't know of any cryptid or unexplained <laughs> beast that has a, a <laughs> unicorn horn. What's so funny? <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a scientific reason for it well as a possibility right there is something some kind of a a cryptid some kind of an actual creature why Mm -hmm. what What? it could be something completely different i suppose why did in order to be plausible as a cryptid it has to be similar to other cryptids no it's its very own cryptid helps well of course but that you know no it doesn't help a one-off is much less believable than something that's been cited multiple times before because that because it, that makes it very strange that it's completely isolated in time space and but it's not because there was one in England as well. It, it didn't have a head, <laughs> so no, <laughs> or a light. It's not the same thing. Oh, it did have light. No, it did or not no. have oh. light. It had no head. Yeah. Let alone a horny light. Yeah. So no, I'm not saying the same thing. I just said that it's gonna. I I really just said I just want to tell that story because I'd never heard of that man bat beast of uh, camp yeah. before. So Mothman though does come to mind. It does seem a yeah. little bit like Mothman. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't seem like anything. Except maybe an owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. You know how it always came out. It was always around at one a.m. and so on. Yeah. That kind of like, that makes you think of yeah. an owl because it, those are nocturnal and hunters. Do owls' lights eyes kind of reflect light? That they do, but it wouldn't be but, blinding but they didn't have a light to anybody. Source, I don't but, think. Yeah. But then again, that's just an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like it's an. It's weird enough and doing strange enough things. It doesn't seem like yeah. it would be something as simple as an owl. Mothman's different. Mothman came at these drunken wannabe scared teenagers yeah. and flew over them with a. They have much bigger wingspans. People realize, especially when they're up fairly close to you. Yeah, they're they're very large birds, and their wings are, can be, have five six foot wingspans. That's that seems humongous when it's close to you. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. so, I yeah. I think if you if we believe all of the reports, then we have to believe it's some kind of unknown creature. Yeah, 
And I think when it was first going through the town and looking in windows with its light, it was looking for its partner. Oh, Ooh. Our, oh I see. So you think that wasn't a young, it was a mate. Yeah. Perhaps. Interesting. Yep. In, the, uh, in the bank. Humans are very Yeah, strange. he didn't know. Hardware store. Sure. His partner got out of the mine and started like they say, lurking around town. That could have been a same-sex relationship. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Be part- you or never know. partner in crime. Part- yeah, well, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Overall, though, the story does have a lot of echoes of a lot of other supernatural or, or supernatural menagerie that we we're familiar with. It is reminiscent of Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. of that, too. And the way it le- leaps around. Yeah, and jumping around. And, and not harmed by gunshots. Remember, Spring Hill Jack yep. was not was shot at. It was also reminiscent of the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, you recall from the episode. <laughs> with that overwhelming stench, <laughs> right? And the and the dizziness that came with it. That reminded me of the Mad Gasser. It's, as we know, very highly reminiscent of Mothman with the wings and the flight. Yep. Some people have thrown out the Jersey Devil as a close cousin. I don't see Man. it. I mean, I, I, Only the wings, bat wings. I guess, yeah. All of these, you'll know though, all of those stories are considered incidences of mass hysteria yeah so we have to consider that was it mass hysteria because remember the first story wasn't that nuts you saw this light go from one roof to the other and then go away from you that's not crazy yeah the next day someone seems it, it seems like the stories it get a little bit up. more yep i shot it yeah impossible five times. and that can be both urban legend you know as we know when when stories are told and retold told to make them more unbelievable you exaggerate and you amplify the weirdness of them, the things that so a skeptic harder, yeah. can't say, well, that was just X, Y, Z. Well, but wait, it also did this that you cannot explain naturally. Right. That's classic amalgam- uh, aggregation uh, to stories of supernatural occurrences. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. something. No, uh-uh. Okay. I, yeah, it could be mass. Mm-hmm. You know, be, so it could yeah. be mass hysteria. Yeah. It could, that's a viable... I have a hard time logically in my brain understanding how mass hysteria happens. Like Everybody that. does, but it happens. But I know, but I, and I Very do rational acknowledge people. that it happens. Smart, intelligent, rational people. It would can never fall happen prey to me. In mass hysteria. Yes, it would. <laughs> I am going to engineer an incident that's going to make you hysterical. I don't know how I'm going to do it or when I'm going to do it. You'll never know. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, but, but not everything can be an owl or mass hysteria, though both are possible. It's, uh, you know, eyewitness testimony, though, is, as we know, very, very unreliable. I don't believe any eyewitness memory manufactures what we think we saw all the time. Yep. So. Well, I know just from firsthand experience, you and I can have completely different accounts Mm -hmm. of, you know, seeing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have any examples, but I know (laughs) (laughs) that it has happened. Or we can go back to what you said before. Was it just a tall tale? Yeah. Most of the details come from, well, actually, they come from a very recent book called The Van Meter Visitor. It's called The Van Meter Visitor, A True and Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown. Mm. It's by Chad Lewis, Noah Voss, and Kevin Lee Nelson. So, I don't know. I mean, they, their method was to sort of look at old newspapers. They also went to the town and talked to old timers, and they just, you know, heard about the, yeah. the urban legend of it. It's possible there's some exaggeration going on there. When did they do this? I mean, very. I want to say it's 2015. Or oh, so nobody was still alive. No. Who old timers just telling the story of the band yeah. visitor back in three. That's how yeah. I'm assuming they said it. So, and it, again, <laughs> there's not a scrap of evidence. There's not that plaster cast of the three-toed footprint, which obviously can be easily be faked anyway. But still, mm-hmm. there's not even. Yeah. There's just there's no physical evidence whatsoever. It never was. And the authors have told their story on such respectable journalistic media as Coast to Coast AM and oh. the Bigfoot Diaries podcast. It's mm. always a good sign that you really mean what you say. Um, did anybody ever go into the mine? Go in, uh, investigate the mine? Um, I don't think so. Probably, uh, mines that old would have been covered up or lost by now. I doubt anyone can say it's that shaft. Mines typically have lots of entrances and openings and, yeah. and exits, so I, I don't know that anyone could say it, this is where it went down. Well, they I, could because it was right there by the brick factory. That's true, or at least near enough to the brick factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's, I'd never heard of anybody. I mean, that. even you know, in 1922 or you know what I mean. Yeah. Soon, soonish afterwards. Yeah. Which is that's that's actually an interesting detail, though. Think about it. So no one did. Yeah. No mm-hmm. one kept the plaster cast. Remember, so so, uh-huh. so would you agree now? 
This is a huge story at the time. Yeah. Multiple respectable people. In fact, half the town by the in the in the last version of it where they're all firing at it, right, saw this incredibly anomalous supernatural creature, but no one keeps the yeah. one item of physical evidence that they have. That seems unbelievable. No one yeah. ever goes down. There's no uh-uh. not even a, a a version of the story that says what happened. Yeah. I mean, they would want like to keep they that covered and found nothing. Yeah, or, or the bones yeah. of these creatures, mm-hmm. or something. Now, in fairness, it could have been a 400 foot mine shaft. There's no possible way to go down there anymore. Remember, there's yeah. an abandoned mine. So I don't know. And by the way, also the people who wrote Chad Lewis, at least the main the, mm-hmm. the writer of this book, he, this is his business. He does <laughs> UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, <laughs> everything you name it. If it's going to sell a book, he, he he writes about it. Yeah, that's what he sells. I mean, I know it's, it's totally unfair. I, I know people are like, you asshole, because I, I don't want to paint every paranormal enthusiast with this brush or, or you know, of their, their hoaxers or fakes or, or denigrate their findings. But there is this very obvious confirmation bias at work here. You mm-hmm. believe and you are going to see what you want to see. So you have this, If even if you're completely on the up and up, you mean it seriously. And I think many of them do, if not most of them do. You're still going to have this confirmation bias working against reality. You know it, that you're going to believe what is supernatural, what fits your 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 enthusiasm, right? And also, as we know now, there's money to be had yeah. from this. Mm-hmm. He's written like 15 books. It's like Ghost of Indiana <laughs> Ghost yeah. and, and creatures of different. So that, well, I mean, if you're just going out and gathering stories about these things and writing them up, yes. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, but That's no okay. one gives TV shows I mean, and publishes books. Kind of what we're doing. <laughs> okay, but, but right? We're in it for the money. <laughs> we're clearly not because when, it, when no, we I think know. it's bullshit, we say it's bullshit. Name one well. show on cable television that ever says the thing they're looking for is bullshit. The ghost they're hunting, the Bigfoot they're hunting, you believe it. You find it. That's how it works now. You don't get TV shows unless you're a true believer. You just don't anymore. It's a completely turn on its on its head. You know, you used to always say the the bias was, oh man, these these people who believe in Bigfoot, you know, they have this disadvantage in the media because everybody thinks they're full of shit. It's the exact opposite now. Anybody who's rational or skeptical about these things is at a massive media disadvantage because no one wants to hear that it doesn't sell. Yeah, belief sells, gullibility sells, bullshit or fraud sells. So the, the shows. And the books go to these people who see ghosts, believe in alien visitations, or claim that that obscure smear in the mud is proof, proof positive of Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. And that's just how it works. So, And remember, the, also, the whole story is based on these just a few articles, several articles in, uh, as far as I can tell, just one paper, the Des Moines Daily News, with the main one being an October 3rd article, October 3rd, 1903. So it, it does bring up the idea you were saying before. Is it a different kind of hoax? Yeah. Is it a, is it a journalistic hoax? Yeah. Which they still did, I think, yeah. in 1903. Possibly. Yeah. But if that's true, they wrote about it multiple times, and they named respectable, real, actual citizens as yeah. witnesses. That seems a little dicey because you can get sued. Yeah. Or have, yeah. And there's no retraction that was ever printed after mm-hmm. they were sued by these but, the doctor. But and, do you know for a fact these are real people that they named? <sighs> you only know that because of the stories. Why don't you mm-hmm. check your answers to .com? Yeah, maybe they, they were. They never gave first names. And see, yeah, no, they had first names. Oh, yeah. One had two. Peter Be- Clarence. Oh. But Doc, my point only, stands, only Dr. you only know them from the stories, so you don't That's know true. that they were real people. That's true. Well, they are listed in these actual re, uh, newspaper stories in the Des Moines Daily News. So mm-hmm. I don't think that, the, the uh, I don't know. I They're real. Okay. I'm, I'm sure they are. <laughs> so, I mean, it's possible it's a, a newspaper hoax, but I don't think it is a yeah. newspaper hoax. Uh, again, too many stories, et cetera. So, verdict? Fake. Well, I don't believe fake these what, creatures fake really hoax, exist. Fake yeah. mass hysteria, fake. I, I think know. some sort of mass hysteria. Yeah. They mistook something else and just got carried away and started exaggerating. Things were a little bit boring there in Van Meter in yeah. 1903. They didn't have TV yet. Yeah. This is a weird one for me because I don't know what I, I don't, I'm pretty sure what it was not was an eight-foot bat-winged horn-lighting <laughs> monster that was With kangaroo legs that was never seen before or after its little foray into Van Meter, Iowa, in nineteen oh three. It got 
stuck in the mine. That's why I've never forged seen from the mine. Any, any story that you have, that's why I said an isolate, a single one-off story is much, much less believable than the recurrence of something <laughs> that's been seen multiple times over the years, right? So literally this thing came from where? From nowhere. And for a few days... From the depths of hell. Dun, dun, dun. So you're saying it's a demon. Satan and his Could Could have been. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I, I guess if you forced me to say something, <laughs> I would say some kind of mass hysteria, but I don't, I don't know that. that that's yeah. not a great answer at all. It doesn't fit all the facts that well in my mind. You're just going to have to live with it. I am going to have to live with the uncertainty of not knowing mm-hmm. what it was. What, what was surprised me the most about the story is that I didn't know about the story until very recently. Yeah. I know almost all of those mm-hmm. kinds of stories, and I had never heard of this. Until I don't you know, know what that's proof of? What you don't know what you don't know. That's true. Oh, shit, baby. That's you true. you think you know all of these stories? How do you know? How how could you even make a statement like that? I know I don't. No, I just said I don't know now. No, you. Oh, I okay. said I know most of these stories. Again, yeah. you don't know that. <laughs> There's probably so many stories you ain't never heard of. Probably, probably so. But now, yeah, no. Yeah. I, now I know for a fact. There's lots that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, at least there was one. But now I know about it, so maybe I know all of it. <laughs> So that was the Van Meter Visitor, the VMV, the, the the bat, unicorn, kangaroo, parrot, human, kangaroo, flashlight, kangaroo, flashlight, flashing light, flashlight monster <laughs> that terrorized a small town in Iowa for a few days in 1903. Mm. Interesting. Yes, thank Woo-hoo. you. I thought so too. Maybe we should just randomly call some people in Van Meter mm-hmm. and yeah. ask them if they what they think about it. You get on that. Well, if this you is should definitely check. Okay, check answers.com and see if you can find some of those names in the 1900 okay. census for Van Meter. I mean, it's a small town. It shouldn't be hard. Yeah. Okay. Make it happen. All right. And maybe we'll do a little, I don't know, something. Codicil. <laughs> codicil. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Possibly after we say bye here, there'll be a little codicil about <laughs> Carrie's findings. Possibly not. I don't know. Until then, Carrie, tell them where they can find us. Weird World Podcast on the internet on Facebook and Instagram and we're and Patreon and World Word Pod on Twitter. Thank you very much. Aaron, anything? Uh, don't do drugs. Yes, Seems, thank you. Uh, and something else? Save the planet. Save the planet, okay. <laughs> Eat the rich. Um, yeah, okay, that's three. Yeah. And right. vote. Vote. Vote in mm-hmm. 2020. All right. Unless you're a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Stay home. Okay, well, there it is. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I guess they're already alienated anyway. So yeah. mm-hmm. goodbye until next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Uh.